You're going to be um, blessed today, that's for sure, by our guest speaker. He is someone who has been in Jackson um, for quite some time. He started a church in 2010, and he's done it all. Um, over 30 years in ministry, and he's been a youth pastor, a senior pastor, an executive pastor, a, a pastor to dogs, I think. I don't know. He's been a pastor to everything. And he has been, he's been someone who's uh, planted churches. He's traveled and, and taught and teached and preached. And he is someone who you'll see his heart and his passion and his intelligence all rolled into one. And uh, you're going to be blessed by that. And in fact, he is probably the youngest looking old man I've ever met. So please uh, um, put your hands together for Mr. Pastor Rodriguez Alexander. This guy right here, man. Good morning, West Wind. Let's put our hands together for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords in this place. I feel like that was for me. That was cute. Let's put our hands together for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Come on, the God of your salvation. Come on, the great God of our salvation. We celebrate him. Glory to God. I... Um, so we had a we had a plan, uh, Kevin. We sa you said you're going to play, and then you just you just left me up here by myself. That's 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 all right. That's all right. We went through this before service, but he said, "No, you do. You're on your own. You're on your own." I am so excited about being here today. It's a good day. It's a great day to be in the house of God. I feel like David. He said, "I was glad when they said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord.'" How many of you are excited about being here today? Come on, like for real. Excited about being here. You're not here just because your, your spouse made you come or your kids were forcing you to get up, but you're excited about being here. Amen. Um, to the former pastor of this church, man, and I hope this doesn't go against my time. I just want to speak and give homage to my friend, my brother, Dave McDonald. Um, when I tell you that Dave is one of the most genuine people that I've ever met, please believe me. Um, we met and we hit off really well and through our relationship, I have had the ability to tap back into my creativity. I went through a season where, you know, just, there was like a drought, if you will, anybody ever been there? A drought where you can't really grasp the next. But after getting in relationship with Dave and just feeling the anointing that's upon his life, uh, to impart in leaders, I am honored and so thankful that he has given, God has blessed me with that relationship. Uh, man, I want you to know, I want the world to know that I appreciate you, I love you, um, and there's nothing you can do about it. I told him this morning, I said, man, no wonder I envy you. You're gifted in so many areas. Not only was he on the drum set, but he was playing this morning, wasn't he? He was kicking the set. You, Kicking the set, man. And so, uh, I, I, thank you. I appreciate you so much, man. I really do. And I look for us to just uh, evolve into something even greater. If you don't mind, that's my alarm. If you can turn it off, it's okay. Uh, thank you. I didn't realize that it was on. Um, you, yeah, so I'm thankful. And you guys are blessed to have served uh, under him and been a part of his leadership for 17 years. And I do not at all envy the next pastor that has to come in here. I don't envy him at all. I will be praying for him or her that God would uh, help them because they're going to need it. They're going to need it. 
and I say that in pure uh, honesty, actually. <laughs> yeah, they're going to need it to follow this man. I have a word this morning. I'm not going to be before you too long. Uh, I know we have two services, so give me about two hours. We'll start the second <laughs> service late, and we'll get right into it. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this day, for this is the day you've made, God, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for the opportunity, Father, to minister this here word to these here sheep. And Father, we pray that revelation knowledge will flow freely today, unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force. God, it gives me great pleasure to remind the enemy that he is still under our feet, that he is defeated, that God is exalted, and Jesus is our Lord. Father, I ask now that you think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords, none of me but all of thee. Bypass my head, bypass my intellect. Father, speak a word to these who are your sheep that would not just challenge them, but that would change them. Cause them to do some things they've never done and, and say some things they've never said, God. And after hearing this word this morning, they'll go placing you they've never gone before in Jesus' name. Now, I need you to lay your hands on your heart all over the building. Repeat after me. Father, speak to me. Give me clarity through your word. I am open. Speak to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, go with me to Luke, the uh, fifth chapter. Thank you, Eric, for that introduction. I actually do pastor a dog. Thank you very much. <laughs> Her name is Greta. Her name is Greta. She's our most she. She lives in our home, and I made it, I, made, I was certain that as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, including our dog. She, she would go to service with us and be a part of our worship. So uh, you were accurate with that. Cats, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, deal with cats too much. They make me sneeze. But <laughs> And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood at the lake of Genis Arate. Uh, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them uh, and were washing their nets. And he entered into the ships, which was Simon's, uh, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little far from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when, it, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answering said to him, Master, I, we have toiled all night and I have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will down the net. Now, typically I don't read from the uh, King James Version, but uh, for this purpose, I wanted to read it. Uh, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes. Fishes. Who says fishes? <laughs> it's in the text. And their net break. And they beckoned unto other partners, which were in the other ship, that they, would, they should come and help them. And they came and filled both of the ships, so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, 
for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that were with him at the drought of the fishes, fishes which they had taken. Verse 10, and so was also James and John and son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him and followed him. I want to talk this morning from the thought going from frustration to fulfillment, going from frustration to fulfillment. Now, in this message, it's going to show us that God can really do whatever he desires if we are willing to come to a place of brokenness. God can do many great things in your life if we come to the place of brokenness. If we want to be used by God, we must first be broken. Amen? Must first be broken. Peter, as we know him, was a very strong man, was a leader of the disciples. And some said he was kind of crazy. He was kind of crazy. Peter would cuss you out if you didn't, if you didn't do right. He, he, yeah, he had a temper. He had a temper. We know that he spoke many times uh, before he thought. Somebody call it the hoof, the hoof and mouth disease. Many of us, like Peter, get ourselves in some very precarious situations because we don't think it through before we speak. Just smile, look at me, they won't know I'm talking about you. If you start looking around, they're going to know, oh, he's talking about me, he's talking about me. The scripture shows, though, uh, shows us that Jesus cared very much about Peter. This was indeed obvious when he said, Peter, I'm going to build my church with people just like you. He liked rock for at least he did something. He did a lot of wrong in an effort to do right. He did a lot of wrong in an effort to do right. With this reminder about Peter, let's look at the passage here. Now we see Jesus coming up and request to uh, use Peter's boat for a pulpit. <laughs> he wants to use his boat as a pulpit. Jesus wanted to use his boat, his vessel, for his purpose and work. Jesus gives Peter some fishing lessons here. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody who's a novice, if you will, at fishing coming to give you some lessons? So he gives Peter some lessons there. He tells Peter to throw his net on the other side of the boat. In verse 5, it shows Peter says, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Can I raise my voice in here? Is that right to raise my voice? Okay, all right. I just want to know if I can raise my voice because I just might, you know. I usually use a lapel mic, but typically when I hold a mic, I go into my Baptist style and start preaching. No, but I won't do it today. Hopefully not. I don't know. She said, oh, <laughs> listen, in essence, he was saying, uh, hey, we have worked hard all night. I'm tired and I want to go home, but I'll do what you say, Jesus. Anybody ever been there? Lord, I really don't want to do this, but because you said do it, I'll do it. Come on. He's talking now and he's pressing upon what I believe uh, is Peter's patience. He's pressing upon his patience. And patience in the Greek is a compound word, which means it's hypomene. First, it's hypo, which means under, and meno, which means to remain. You put it together, it means to remain under. 
Patience is the ability, listen, to hold on to what you believe no matter how hard circumstances might be. Patience is the ability to put up with people you'd rather put out. Come on. <laughs> Peter didn't want to talk about this, but Peter says, all right, because, because you said it, Jesus, I'll do it. And patience is the vehicle that gets us to our next place in the things of God. In essence, so, so he says, uh, 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 throw to the other side, throw it on the other side of the net. Then Peter, then when Peter uh, uh, calling the others over to help him. Now notice, he says, I'll do what you say do, Father. I will be obedient to your instructions, Jesus. Then there's a pause. The next thing you know, he's calling others to come and take part in this blessing. When we decide, beloved, that we want to hear from God, not only hear from him, but respond to him, it is at that point we'll start seeing the blessings come in. We'll start seeing the overflowing power of God manifest in our lives because of our, somebody said with me, obedience. So then Peter, again, he says, he starts calling others over to help him bring the fish in. He wasn't selfish with God's blessings. I'll say it again. Peter was not selfish with God's blessings. Write this down. In order to get God's continued blessings flowing in your life, you must be selfless. You must be selfless. You got to be willing to give of yourself. Be selfless. Then Jesus calls Peter to come and be a fisherman with him. Now, many of you can really identify with Peter. You know, we are so much like him in our own lives. For we tell the Lord the same thing Peter told him in verse 5. We say, Lord, I have worked hard all day, all night, and I'm tired. Or for some, I'm tired. I haven't worked all night, and I'm tired. We say we have worked at this job. We're, we've worked trying to save my family. I've worked trying to save this relationship. We say I'm tired of trying to save my child, my teenager, my adult child from him or herself. I'm tired of trying to save them. Let me just interject right here. There, there lies the problem. We've got to stop trying to save our children. Stop trying to save our family. We cannot enlarge or enhance anything that Jesus did on Calvary's cross. Take the pressure off yourselves and start showing them, I feel you, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Stop showing your family religion and start showing them relationship with Jesus. So many times we want to show them that you get up every Sunday, you go to church, you read your Bible, you pray before you go to sleep, you get up and you thank God and that's all you're showing them is a religion, a, a ritual, an antic, if you will. But I want to get to a place where I'm showing the people that I love the love of Jesus. Come on. I'm forgiving. I'm walking in advance forgiveness towards them. I'm showing them what it's like to pursue the true and living God. Come on here. We've got to get to a place where we don't want to be religious, but we want to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. So we say we have worked hard. We've tried to do this. We've tried to save our marriage. We've tried to save our teenager. Listen to me. It is when we get to this point that we find ourselves broken. 
And it is at this point God can and will do a mighty work in and through us if we only, here it is, let him. If we just let him. The Lord says to us, as he did Peter, hey, try listening and following my commands. You do what you can. I'll do what you can. You can listen. You can adhere to my commands. And I'll begin to bless you. I'll begin to allow salvation to visit your home. I'll begin to transform the hearts of your children. I'll begin to increase your business. If you do what you can, I'll do what you can. I wish I had a church in here today, glory to God, that understood that if we did what God required of us, we can get the blessings from God flowing in and through our lives. Now, right there, I need you to put your hands together and give God some praise for that. Glory to God. So what must we do in our brokenness so that God can truly use us to do something miraculous with our families, with our jobs, with our children, our marriage, our church, and especially in our individual lives? What can we do? I'm glad you asked. Key number one, we must know our sinfulness. We must know our sinfulness. As Peter saw Jesus, as he really was, uh, uh, as Peter saw Jesus as he really was, he in turn saw himself for who he really was. Say that again. As Peter saw who Jesus really was, he began to see himself as to who he really was. Look at the text, 518, Luke 5, 8, 5 and 8. Peter says, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Go, I am a sinful man. Now, why was he calling himself sinful? Because he began, he was doubting the power that Jesus had. He saw the miraculous, but he was doubting the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He never understood that when Jesus speak, come on, when Jesus spoke the words, all he had to do was respond. But there was doubt in his heart and he wasn't able to respond. So he says, I am a, a sinful man, Lord. I don't deserve to be in your presence. Here, Peter took the first important step to brokenness, which was humility. Humility. Imagine Peter doing this in a boat and in front of his fishing buddies, in front of his boys, being humble, being honest, being transparent. I can see us now at the chapter house, and uh, Dave has given this thing. He put something that we want us to create, and, and uh, somebody did it better. And Dave says, you know, I did it wrong. That was that was right. That would be huge for Dave because that's humility saying in front of all my people. I've got people from all over the country and I'm willing to say hey, that I didn't do it right. Come on. So here it is. Peter says, I, I, Lord, I'm broken. I don't, I don't understand. So in order for me to get what you have for me, in order for me to experience you in the fullness, I must become humble. 
I'm doing a teaching right now at a church on uh, racial reconciliation and racial diversity and, and sensitivity in, in, the, uh, in, in different cultures. And, and one of the things I really push and, in, 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 uh, I push and what else did I do? I, I push and I, um, I strongly encourage. I'll just say I strongly encourage. Yeah, that's what I do. I encourage them to be humble learners, to be humble learners. The greatest tool you can use in winning and reaching the loss and reaching people is being a humble learner. So here Peter understood that, yes, I've been a fisherman for years, but my humility says that you, you, you did something wrong. You spoke wrong. You, premature, you were premature in your efforts. You were frustrated. And sometimes our frustration will, will cause us to miss the fullness of God. The toughest thing you and I can do, beloved, is be humble. If we were to be honest, it's one of the toughest things that we as humanity can be is humble. The world in which we live in causes us everything but humble. Causes for everything but humility. We must really see ourselves as the way we really are. Shakespeare said, and to thy own self be true. Folks used to say, you may be able to fool some of us some of the time, most of us most of the time, but you can't fool God none of the time. Come on, he knows where you are. He knows what you're doing. He knows how you're thinking. And so if we come to that place and being honest with ourselves and say, Father, I don't have it all together. I need help. It is at that moment the Bible will surely open up. The heavens will surely open up and the heavens will begin to show you the favor of God and the help that you so need and desire will begin to be your portion. So beloved, listen, no matter how good we think we are or we may be, if we have not given our life to Jesus, we are still filthy sinners. No matter how good you think you are, if you have not given your life to Jesus, you're still filthy sinners. Isaiah 64, 6 says, but we are all as an unclean thing and all of our righteousness are as filthy rags and all we do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. So here it is. We will be humbled when we realize the state we are in. You can attain more when you realize the state that you are in. We must be like the Apostle Paul as he honestly assesses his true condition. Romans 7, 24, he says, uh, 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 what a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body of death. Come on. I, I, I am wretched. Uh, over in the hood it say, you wretched. <laughs> Y'all heard ratchet. I told him, I said, see, Hood was in the Bible. He said, see, he said ratchet. No. I'm sorry. I just go off sometimes. <laughs> so here it is. We are able to put things in perspective when we all realize we are just one beggar telling another beggar where to get food and water. When we resolve in our hearts that we need Jesus. What must we do to be broken? Key number two, we must recognize him as Lord. Recognize him as Lord. So we see that Peter right off recognized Jesus not as a good teacher, a magician, 
prophet, a friend, or even a good fisherman. We know he didn't recognize him as a good fisherman. He wasn't filling the instructions. It's funny to me. You just got to read the text and see he was Lord, whatever you say. Okay, anyway. But he recognized him as Lord. He recognized him as Lord. Again, in verse 8, uh, Peter says, depart from me, O Lord. Peter did this unashamedly unashamedly without reservation he said lord oh lord depart i i am not worthy to have you in my presence here it is we must see jesus for who he really is as well see him as the creator see him as the redeemer see him as the life giver see him as the sustainer see him as one that heals one that sets free one that provides i've experienced the healing power of god in my personal life I have experienced it as most recent last year, March, I had COVID and I was in the hospital for six days and I heard people, I was telling Pastor Eric, I heard people expiring, crying out in fear and anguish and agony. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I know what the healing power of God looks like for real. 15 pounds in one week, I lost 15 pounds. Couldn't taste, couldn't smell. My taste still, it isn't, still isn't 100%. And, and I love to eat. Dave know that I love to eat. <laughs> I'm in the hospital, fainted twice at home. EMS had to come to my home and get me. Pneumonia in both lungs. And here I am lying in the hospital alone. You don't know that you need God's power, God's healing, God's comfort until you're at a place of loneliness for real. Not lonely because you had a breakup in a relationship. I'm talking about a place where they're, they're, they're talking about your mortality. The nurse asked me, should you expire? Do you want us to resuscitate you? I'm sorry. She says, if you die, do you want us to resuscitate you? And it became real to me that we're talking about my mortality. And quickly I said, yes, first of all, yes, please make sure you do that. <laughs> I'll deal with whatever injuries happened during this process. Yes, please do that. And I sat there and I laid in that bed for several days just Wondering, come on, a man of faith, a man who preaches the gospel, who understands healing, sitting there, lying there in fear. Can I be transparent? Oh, not, not aware if, if you'll see your, your five-year-old at the time grow to marry and have children. As I laid there, I heard the voice of God tell me this I love you I am faithful to my word you will not die but live I heard it I get choked when I tell this I heard the voice of God say I love you I'm faithful you will not die but live and it was at that point I knew that I would live and I'd be able to tell the story that he is for real a healer. Come on. That he is for real a life. 
provider, a life supplier. He is for real the true and living God. Glory to God. So I made that choice that I'm going to, without apologies, come on, live the life that the Father has afforded me. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to, I'm going to cry aloud and spare not. I'm going to declare that healing is your portion if you just believe the word of God. And while, you, while I was there, I was so, it was so important, I think my third day um, before I went to the hospital, uh, I'm laying in the, in the guest room and, and I heard a voice say, um, lie on your chest and prop, lie on your chest. And of course, immediately I thought, devil, you're a liar. You're not going to kill me. I rebuke you, Satan. You know, we just go into that quick mode. <laughs> and I heard again, lie on your chest. But then I heard more specific instructions. Lie on your chest. And the backpack that you take to work out, prop your left arm on that backpack. And so, like Peter, I did it. <laughs> and that was the best sleep that I had the entire time of me uh, uh, fighting or battling with this COVID. I know that was the voice of God. And had I re not respond, I'm certain my testimony would have been different. So here's a principle. Not only should you hear the voice of God. But you better learn to respond to the voice of God. I'll say it again. Not only should you hear the voice of God, but you must respond to the instructions of God. Glory to God. I don't know how I got into that. Um, um, yeah, so, so, so he's a healer. <laughs> he's a healer. It is not only our friend. He is not only our friend. We must see him as to who he really is. And I saw him as a healer. He's not only our friend, our teacher, our counselor, our father, but more importantly, he is our Lord and Savior. When we recognize him as our Lord, then we have reached the second step of brokenness. When we truly recognize Jesus as Lord, we can more plainly recognize and understand the power he possesses and the love he has for me. Say this with me. Say, God loves me. Come on, say it. Say, God loves me. Glory to God. We got to see that. We got to believe that. We must not just call him Lord, but our actions must prove that he is Lord. We must not just call him Lord, but our actions must prove that he is Lord. For the sake of time, in your personal time, I want you to read St. Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. Maybe the second service, I'll probably have time to read it. I don't know if I don't talk so much. Um, listen, if we don't recognize him as Lord with our actions, then we will collapse. That scripture is talking about people building their life on a shaky foundation. But when you build it on a solid foundation, you will not collapse. Your life will not collapse. We do not go through life saying one thing and doing just the opposite. We must do what we need to do to be broken. Key number three, we must talk we must walk with him. We must walk with him. The evidence of Peter's brokenness was shown as he left everything and followed him. He left everything. He left his comfort. He left his very successful fishing business to follow Jesus. Verse 11 says, and when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. 
So we see that Peter, as well as James and John, wasted no time following Jesus. I wonder how many of you are willing to drop all right now and follow Jesus. Willing to respond immediately to the voice of God. Willing to respond to the instructions of God. They didn't take the time to clean up their nets and take care of their fish that they caught. You got to be willing to stop what you are doing and follow Jesus now. We can look throughout the New Testament and see all the blessings that Peter acquired just by following the instructions of God. It is a blessing to be obedient. It is a blessing to respond to the voice of God. It is a blessing. As a result of Peter's broke of our brokenness, we too will do our best to walk with Jesus on a day-by-day basis. It's through our brokenness, and I experienced some brokenness during that season. You're working out, and you think you're doing everything right. My family called me monk because I was, you know, I'm so clean, I like to just keep germs away. And the people say, the last person I thought would get COVID would be you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Einstein, of course. <laughs> but it had nothing to do with your standard of living, if you will. And I believe that my experience with COVID was to be able to have a testimony, a story that God really does heal in this day and time. That healing didn't stop in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the biblical times. It is still for today. And this is important, beloved, because as we walk with him, we will be blessed and his, his miracles and blessings will continue to flow to us. We must walk not in front of him or behind him as the band comes. We must walk not in front of him or behind him. Rather, with him. We got to walk with him. Now, in the black church, when the Baptist preacher get ready to close, he says, he walks with me. <laughs> he talks with me. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do that. He tells me that I am his own. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So there are some things that happen. There are benefits that comes with walking, here it is, with Jesus. I mean walking with him, hand in hand. Come on, walking with Jesus. We must walk with Jesus day by day, not Sunday by Sunday, not revival by revival. The kids are going away this weekend for a camp or retreat. Not just doing camp meetings. But we've got to walk with Jesus every day of our lives. Like Peter, what I love most about God, as you rise to your feet, please. What I love about God is that in our shortcomings, in our rescarities, if you will, he still loves us. He knew where Peter was. He knew where Peter's heart was. He knew the arrogance, if you will, that Peter struggled with. Yet he loved him. I wonder how many of you are willing 
this morning to put down whatever issues you have with your brother, your sister, with yourself, with God. Come on, we're to be honest, there are some people who, who's angry with God because things didn't go the way you felt they should have gone. If you're to take that plunge today, I promise you, if I be a man of God, you will see the favor, the blessings, the joy, the grace of God. And it might be hard, but I know that God will give us the grace to do it. To do what? Whatever he's called us to. And walking in forgiveness is one. Walking in love is one. Walking in peace is one. You see, I now know what, what peace looks like. I now know what it feels like. Eric, to go to sleep at night without having to take ambience. No condemning. I've been there. I would look at my wife sometime at night. She's just sleeping. Just, girl, how you do this? <laughs> you know, just, just give me a little bit of that. Just a little bit. You know? So I know what it's like to rely on things to make you feel good for a moment <laughs> and I also know what it means to be delivered from those things that you thought made you feel good I want to challenge you this morning to take the plunge to release your frustration so that you can experience the fulfillment to let go the frustrations, unfulfilled expectations. Take the pressure off yourself. Take the pressure off relationships. Take the pressure off of life and just live the abundant life. Live the life that the Father has afforded you, that he's called you to live. And that is to walk in righteousness. That is to live in peace. That is to live in joy. If you just make the choice to do it. Say this with me. Depression. Come on, say it with me. Depression is under my feet. Oppression is under my feet. Sickness must bow the knee at the name of Jesus. This day, I am free from anything that opposes the will of God for my life whom the sun sets free is free indeed this day I have been set free now I want you to do a prophetic gesture when it talks about setting you removed from something and you set in another place I want you to take a step to the next on the other side of you or in front of you and say I am set free come on come on say I am set free in Jesus name father I bless the people of God those that are here and those that are viewing father I speak life over them now in Jesus name I speak peace over them now in Jesus name frustration you must bow the knee fulfillment come now in the name of Jesus frustration you are nullified every assignment of the enemy for their lives has been canceled every unhappy 
every unhealthy, every unholy habit is nullified now in Jesus' name. Every unhappy, every unhealthy, every unholy habit is severed now in Jesus' name. And I release peace, I release joy, I release new mindsets. God, I thank you for the paradigm shift that's manifesting now over these here sheep. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and give the Lord some praise. Glory to God.